Mic check, this is dedicated to all the Hoseas out there. Hosea is my name, don't wear it out. Although my patience is running out. Gomer, where are you again? I have been looking for you. Every morning, I'm looking for you. And my heart is breaking again. Looking everywhere, you're not here or there. Go Found you at the neighbor's house and now I don't know what to do with you. With you. Oh, 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 Gomer, come home to me. Gomer, come home to me. Oh, Gomer, bring your butt back. Alfred DeCosta, your host of Car Conversations with Joanna. A very good question about the minor prophet, Hosea. Joanna, take it away. All car conversations are conducted with complete regard to safety law requirements. Okay. Ah! Buckle my seatbelt here. Okay, this is Car Conversations in the snow with my thumbprint gloves part like five I don't know okay so my question of Hosea which I didn't I'm not gonna be reading it straight from the thing because I can't I'm driving okay anyways so I was up late last night and I was reading the book of Hosea I stumbled upon it and I know the story you know but part of me it just bothers me that it's like God so God like tells this dude named Hosea he's like Hey man, you're a great dude, right? I know that you're faithful to me, so I want you to go marry this prostitute. And, well, promiscuous woman. <laughs> but, and, I want you to, by the way, um, have kids with her. And the kids are going to be named names that mean like, I don't love you, and I'm going to destroy Jezreel, or whatever. And like terrible depressing names oh by the way your wife that you married she's gonna leave you and be an adulteress but it's okay I want you to go get her because all this is proving a point about how my relationship with Israel and the children of Israel is and it's like okay I get that but the God that I know and the God that I love wouldn't use people like that 
like that's messed up and i'm sorry this is so shaky i'm freezing but and i've had coffee so i'm triggered but anyways yeah that is messed up and i don't think that that's the god that i've known to love and i know it is obviously it's the same god but yeah doesn't sit right with me so that's kind of my question ish okay now the video won't stop hang on <laughs> So then I was very inspired by your question and took it to my Bible class a couple days later and asked my students, and it went something like this. I'm asking you to respond. I'm not asking for a theological answer. I'm not asking you to give me the right answer. I want to know what your thoughts are on this thing. What sense can you make of it? Colton, what do you say? Colton's a pretty cool guy, kind of quiet. I used to go to school with his mom here at Waka, and it's crazy to see, to meet his meet their little people, but um, he's usually kind of into his own thing, but it was kind of neat to get some kind of response from him, and this is what he said. I guess they like just, he knows what he's doing, and we can't even like begin to concept like how, like basically we don't have any way of knowing what's actually good for humanity and what's not, I guess, so. Okay. Kind of. Oh, good. That's good. Appreciate that. Aiden, what would you say? I'd like to introduce you to Aiden. Aiden used to live next to my in-laws. He's a Hispanic dude, very quiet. But when you ask him questions, he, he thinks deeply and he listens. And his mom and dad were selling their bed and we totally bought it. But here he is. Oh, isn't the woman kind of like us then? We move away from God. We, and then every time, every single time he comes back, oh. Well, we go back to him, looking for, well, looking for him. How do you make sense of the fact that God is, it seems like he's using Hosea, that God would ask him to, to pretty much ruin his life and get with this lady. You, usually you want to get with somebody that you know you're going to be with for the rest of your life. You're going to have a happy family. Hey, yeah, you should just go with, go to the club and pick out a girl and... Well, he doesn't have to. He has free will. It's choice. a choice to listen to God and to do what he says. Good answer. Okay. Something I didn't consider is that there was still choice involved. Marcus, thoughts on this? How would you feel about that? Meet Marcus. Marcus is a tall guy, long ponytail, been to the school. He has seven brothers and sisters, kind of reminds me of when I was here. And he's very few with words, but very committed. He is 10th grade this year, one of my best students. And he just, he takes notes in class, unlike anybody else. I mean, I have everybody do it, but he will, he'll do it on paper and he would do it whether I asked him or not. He's a—he's uh, just straight to the point, I guess. A little um, misguided at times, but you should still listen to God. Okay, okay. So it sounds like what you're suggesting is that perhaps we don't fully understand the full picture yeah. of what's going on. Okay. And usually, if you follow God, it usually ends better than how it started. I said that four times because I just repeated it. It's a Landon, but he is another guy that I went to school with his mother. They own a farm and he is in 10th grade. One of my interesting guys, kind of quiet until you get to know him. And then he's just like very like straightforward, very much like his father. Check out his perspective. He's a prophet. He's been instructed to take this gal, make her his wife. Why would God use somebody's life as an illustration piece? Because humans can't necessarily see God working. Or like they can, but not actually physically. But when you use, but when God uses 
someone that is a part of the people he's trying to get to, it's a lot more real because it's like actually happening in real time. Ah, so you're saying impact level is, is deeper? Yes. It's deeper, wow. When it's actually happen, happening to someone. That's good, that's good. I wonder why do we need to read about it? Like, let's say it was for them. Why are we reading because about it? Because we them? still see that it's happening to a real human, I guess. Okay, so it has some depth that it affects us the very much the very same way it's affecting her. And, and those of us who see that is super unfair that somebody's real-time life is being just treated lightly, treated like it's nothing. That's good. All right, I'd like you to meet Leslie and Evelyn. They usually sit on the couch in the back and just kind of snicker and laugh. And But they also take very good notes as well. I think they're the only ladies, aside from Mabel, who hasn't been coming lately. These two are, they come from the Spanish church, and here's their perspective. How are you doing? Good. So I'm with Evelyn and Leslie, and I want to ask you guys the same question, you know. This is going to be a failure marriage. I want you to enter into a failure marriage, then I want you to have kids in this failure. And, and you, you can imagine what that does to the kids. They were given names that mean terrible things. How do you explain to someone why God would do something like that? To make them understand, I think that's almost impossible because we're only seeing a certain picture. He can see, he has reasonings for everything, obviously. But we can, if we have trust in him, it won't make us understand, but it can put us at ease that he has a reason. He's just not messing with someone's life for nothing. He has a reason behind everything. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just a picture. He's covering part of it. And we can only see part of it. Mm -hmm. Only see part of it. I think what you're saying to me makes me think, could it be that Hosea had a relationship with God or an understanding with God to where he was willing to do it? Let's say you just got the job, you know, your application came back and you got hired and you're like, okay, prophet of God. And you just got started on the job. And he's like, yeah, so your first day job is to go and get with homegirl and have these kids, and by the way, she's going to cheat on you, and I want you to go and get her back every time. Based on what you guys said, it feels like perhaps... He had a relationship with God, and a, and a really good one. Yeah. He, yeah, he wouldn't just send out anyone. So Hosea knowing God in relationship, but God knowing Hosea, it would be traumatic, save for me. Mm -hmm. My heart, I don't know how your heart would feel, but I would be broken. I, I, I couldn't even follow, like after that job assignment, and the next day I need to go and preach... I, like I couldn't even preach the next day because I'm like devastated because like my wife she over there with homeboy and like it would be hard to mm -hmm. function but it seemed like Hosea was able to do what he was asked but he was able to continue maybe he was saving him from something even worse I didn't think about that saving him from something even worse that's that's pretty good so maybe there was an understanding between God and, and, and Hosea that we don't fully get and perhaps their relationship was as such that God knew he wasn't going to give him more than he could bear. It's just hard to see for, as people from the outside looking in. Like for us, it's like we're all about relationship and faithfulness, right? So I went around and just started asking everybody. But this is the last one for now. This is Lynette, our church secretary. I was passing down the hallway, was talking to her, and thought I would ask the same question. Here are her thoughts. Well, I don't think that God used the situation with Hosea like he didn't he wasn't a puppeteer like he chose to take the situation with Hosea and his beloved to later down the line use that as an example he didn't make her be an adulteress he didn't make her broken for Hosea like he wasn't handing him this broken gift he was just using this situation to be an example 
of his redeeming love because Hosea was an example of his love by continually loving her even after all the stuff she had going on, all the baggage she had. He had to be tight with God to trust, to know that he was good with God and then he's supposed to marry this woman that's supposedly not godly. Like she was unclean. She was making, like on a scale of sins, she was choosing one of the the highest sins <laughs> to commit over and over openly. It wasn't like a secret. Yeah. And he still chose to accept her and love her because that's who God was telling him he was supposed to marry. It's incredible. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, so here is the final thought. This is a clip from a movie, I believe it's called Redeeming Love, and I had gotten the idea from the church secretary. It's made this year or last year. Fairly new movie, but I believe it's a twist or an adaptation to the story of Hosea. And although it's not word for word pulling from the story, I think entering into story kind of gives some background, some ideas. Because sometimes the Bible, it's making a point, but for people like us in the 21st century who understand story a certain way or look for certain details and nuances and live by different cultural norms, it's kind of off-putting. And so this kind of fills in the blanks and helps me at least to see it with a little more empathy. You can see the video, which may do it more justice, but hey, take a listen. Told your mother I could take good care of you. I love you more than anyone in this whole wide world. Her mom is dead. She'll be better off here. No, she won't. What's her name? You can call her whatever you want. You'll be my little angel from now on. Angel, how did you end up in this place? She doesn't talk about her past. Gonna be plans? Plans? She can't keep me here. You forget where I found you, Missy. I made you a princess. Feel the power, Angel. The only girls who leave here are too old, too sick to work, or dead. I'm gonna kill you. Do it! You are not hidden. She's something to see, ain't she? There's never been a moment you were forgotten. That's Angel. You are not hope. No one gets within a foot of her for free. I have to meet her. What's your pleasure, mister? I didn't come here for the bat. I hear you're gonna marry me. Take me away from here. Give me the life I deserve. Mm -hmm. I've got too many demons. I don't know how to love. You do not choose the life you have, but you can choose the life you want. He deserves a decent girl, not you. Did you think I couldn't find you? You have to stop thinking that I'm going to be something that I'm not. That way is home. Your choice.
And that's it. I think the biggest takeaway, they use the word choice twice in there. While I tend to agree with you, from the text alone, it's very hard to pick up on Hosea's feelings. It seems to focus a lot on anyone who looks at the story, goes back on Gomer and thinks about her situation, but not much thought is given to empathy for Hosea. Yet at the same time, I know God takes care of his prophets, and that's what I'm counting on in this case as well. Well, that's all for today. Pastor Fred, your host of Car Conversations with Joanna. Talk to you next time.